Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. We got this uh, landing into our inboxes last night quite late. Um, shocking, absolutely shocking. This was, because it was half nine at night or thereabouts, broad daylight, you might say. Oh, stop. Jesus Christ. This went on for quite some time. This is a man being kicked and beaten in the middle of the street in broad daylight by a number of people. They took turns on him, basically. And my observation, maybe I'm wrong, but my observation of that video was there wasn't a guard in sight. Now, I'm not blaming the guards. They've got enough to be doing, but there wasn't a guard in sight. Appropriately enough, I happen to be joined in studio this morning by Martin Kenny, who is Sinn Féin's justice spokesman. And Martin, you were on your way to meet our chief super this morning. That's right. Are you are you are you aware of, of, of that video? I just seen the video this morning, um, like yourself. I, I mean, it's it's very distressing. Obviously, it's not something that happens uh, every every night of the week or, or or very regularly. But we do have incidents like this from time to time, yeah. and it's very disturbing. And as you say, the guard they can't be everywhere. The people that's responsible for it are the people that were engaged in it. You yeah. know, and they have to be held accountable for that. And uh, you know, I, I watched the video with some, I, I suppose, alarm. That there were so many people standing around, so many people out enjoying themselves, just going, going about their, their daily business as they should and as they should be able to do, yeah. you know, free from that kind of, of behaviour or witnessing that kind of behaviour on our streets or, or the fear and the anxiety that that creates for people, yeah. you know, and particularly, I think, for the businesses in that region and in that area. Yeah. You know, this is a problem that we have uh, across the whole country in reality, but particularly in our built-up urban areas yeah. where we have groups of young people that engage in that yeah. kind of behaviour, that kind of antisocial behaviour. You know, some will say there's too much alcohol involved, there's drugs involved, there's all sorts of things involved, but really it's, it's just it's just the worst kind of tuggery. Of, of tuggery that you could come across. We got a message in from a, a listener as well who said, I was in town at nine o'clock walking my dog, this is what I saw, traffic at a standstill, the fight went on longer than the footage, reckons it was about ten minutes, I called 999, you'd think in the city there'd be a faster response time, many people were too afraid to intervene, mm-hmm. there's six or seven people. They all appeared to be homeless. That's just their judgment, not ours. Those who did try to break up the fight were met with aggression from others. It was the most violent brawl I've ever seen in real life and so upsetting. It made me feel unsafe to walk in town. It was very violent. At the end of the fight, the guy they still hadn't arrived. The man had been repeatedly kicked. He was picking up his teeth off the street and putting them into his pockets. I've no words for what I saw. Repeatedly beaten around the head kicked by four other people, one of them a woman. 
and no arrests. Like, there were no guards, Martin. We have yeah. a problem with a shortage oh, we, of guards. We have a problem with a shortage of guards in, in everywhere in the country. And, and I mean, uh, I do often say, you know, that, uh, believe it or not, guards are very good value for money because people talk about the cost of them. But for what they prevent and what they do and, and how, how they keep s- s- um, society safe, you know, we have to be prepared to invest in, to keep people safe and to ensure that we can have safe communities. Mm. Um, I think there's about 100 guards less in Cork now than there was in the past. And that, that's an example of, of the problem we've got. Uh, I think the real key to all of this is the community guard, the guard that's on the street that knows the people in the local region, that knows the people on those streets, that knows all the shops, that knows all the homeless people mm. as well, that knows all the people that are potential problems and, 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 and people who have who have addiction and who have issues and are there to intervene at the right time when there's a time in their life that they can intervene and hopefully move them away from that. Because, you know, it, it's not good for anyone that we have this kind of behaviour going on and, and we really need to, to get the intervention right and to do that you know the guards are on the front line to deliver that but there's so many other services behind there yes. that are absent as well. That we You'll be seeing the Chief about. Super I know shortly after 10 this morning. Right. What will you be saying to Super Myers? Well look I'll be talking to him around this issue uh, particularly I suppose in the light of that particular video that we've seen from last night uh, and the, wa- the, the the broader context of all of that. I mean I was out in Carrickaline yesterday evening uh, with the, the, the people that deal in the youth diversion programme there and around young people that get into trouble early on and what needs to be done to, to yeah. ensure that they can be put on the right path and the kind of investment that's needed in that and you know those issues there they talked about you know serious issues with drugs and particularly with cannabis and with, with very toxic cannabis that is available right now mm. and that is causing real real problems particularly for young people as young as 13 and 14 years of age you know and yeah. we, we, have it, we have an issue across the whole country but you know, yeah. we we need to we need to put the 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 resources in place and the investment in place to deal with that. And the guards have to try and do that. Is, I mean, obviously, guard the numbers are guard the numbers way are way too low. And we need more. They're key. But is there is there more to it, Martin? I mean, is there is there a breakdown in society? And if mm. there is, what's it caused by? Do you think? I, I think there is some some level of, of, of breakdown in society. But having said that, you, you know, the vast, vast majority of people, it has to be said, are law-abiding, are civil, mm. and want to do the things right, yeah. you know, and, and are, are generous and helpful to others, and are, are like, not like, like that. Like, I like that person yeah. sent like in I mean, so most you know, people you're are talking like about a ta- You're talking about a tiny minority. You know, and I, I know there was a, a study done in South County Dublin by Johnny Connolly there last year, where he found that less than 1% of people in that region, which would be considered a particular area, mm. as a black Spot. Less than one percent of people were engaged in the yeah. kind of criminal activity that that is, yeah. is scourges whole communities, and because of that, it it has a huge impact. It's a very it's a very influential one percent. It's a very influential. Yes. Like if you were minister for justice in the morning, Martin Kenny, what would you do? Well, first of all, I'd make sure there was more guards in place. I'd make sure there was more community guards in place. I'd make sure there was better funding, which isn't solely about justice, but about other other things as well. Better funding in place for youth projects, for mm. drug addiction programs, to get people off the street to make sure that we have alternatives for people who get into trouble like that and to, to, to find a way of society understanding that, you know, we have to invest yeah. to make how, the future better. How would you fund that? Well, the money come I from? mean, the, we, 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 we find that the money can come from places where we don't expect. And, you know, when we had uh, COVID-19 and we had a crisis, the money was found. You know, and, and, and I think we have to accept that there's some of these issues that we have in our society that are similar crises, maybe not for everyone, mm. but for a portion of our community, there is a crisis which is equally as, as urgent as mm. COVID-19 was or as the war in Ukraine is or as any of these things mm. are. And we have to find the resources to, to pay for that. Mm. I mean, our economic output in this country has grown hugely over the last 40 years. And yet we continue to take the vast majority of our taxes from the labour 
that people put into it. But labour has shrunk more and more. We have more automation. We have we have you know huge amounts of wealth been mm. created, and I think it's a small portion of that wealth. Would you put up corporate taxes? I know uh, that's well, a big thing locked I mean, in North Europe, it's, but it's, would you it's like not, to? It's not entirely about corporate taxes. I think it's about, it's about looking at the, the whole way in which these schemes are set up, and a lot of the loopholes is there. That while the tax rate is at a certain percentage, an awful lot of the big corporations don't pay that percentage. You know, and, and they need to. And I think mm. if they paid the percentage that's written in the headline, collect the full. Which, 15 or 12. Or whatever it is, yeah. it, it would make a huge difference. Okay. It would make a huge difference. Another thing that came up, I'm sure you'll have seen it if you're reading your morning papers, we had a shopkeeper yesterday taking bars of chocolate off the shelf yeah. because uh, drug, drug dealers drug dealers and drug dealers are using drug the users. tin foil. Yeah, the tin foil. On the, the, the tin foil. The animal well. bars was the one like that had people, the particular tin yeah, foil. Yeah. yeah, for some reason they're very popular. They're cheap, of course. Like, what's going on? Oh, look, I mean, it's a reflection of the problem we've got in the use of drugs. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a reflection on, on, on where mm-hmm. uh, so many young people, particularly in our society, have fallen into the clutches of uh, the, the the huge addictive nature mm-hmm. and and the the um, I, I think as well as as well as the addiction of it, it it's also about you know that it's it's, it's uh, a kind of, of a lifestyle which has developed for these young people, which is is uh, very erratic and, and uh, outside of what we consider to be normal living. Mm. And, and they have fallen into that, and it's very hard to break Is it because cycles. they feel pushed out by society? There's an, uh, old, there's an old saying, um, you may have heard it, you know, the children rejected by the village will burn it down to feel the warmth of the fire. Are yeah. these people who have been rejected or pushed out by society, or is that just a lame well, excuse? Well, there's a bit of that as well, but there has to be personal responsibility by the people that are involved as well. And there has to be, you know, we, we we all have to take responsibility. It has to be. It has to be about communities coming together to take responsibility. And in fact, the the, the example that I found in Carrigaline yesterday evening, speaking to the people there, was you know that there is great community response. There's yeah. huge volunteering happening. There's people out there trying to do their very best yeah. all the time. You know, and, and that needs to be commended. Yeah. And and I think you know uh, another part of it that we found in, in looking at international examples is that you know peer to peer. Uh, work is, is very important. Uh, People who have gone through the mill, who have fallen into addiction, yeah, who have got out of it, yeah. who've worked... Uh, the, the two Nordies is probably the best example in I this I was town. just waiting for you to bring them up. Uh, them up. As, as, as an example. examples yeah, of, of people, people right. who, who, can, who can be a huge positive influence. Like we've no, when, when a shopkeeper can't leave chocolate on the shelves, we, yeah. we have a huge problem. But you mentioned the international scene, and we had a huge catch recently, and it's got to be said, a huge catch by the the authorities of the Kinnahans mm-hmm. and the clampdown on the Kinnahans, and we've been following it all. But realistically, every crime writer that I know has been saying they'll just be replaced by somebody else. We've an we've an inherent problem we need to get to the bottom of. Well, we have an inherent problem, and you know, I often hear it said, you know, that the war on drugs isn't working. Yeah, you know, and there is a certain truth in that because the war on drugs is all about the supply side. It's to stop the supply coming. But I think we need to have, uh, you know, I don't, maybe war isn't the right word, but we need to address the demand side. Mm-hmm. We need to find out why and what we have to put in place to stop this demand for drugs that is there in so many of our communities around the country and put the resources and the infrastructure in place to work on that simultaneously yeah. as trying to stop the supply. Because stopping the supply will only work if the demand yeah. is reduced and that demand is up there all the time because drugs are a, drugs are a painkiller and obviously there's a lot of people in our society that are in a lot of pain and and I would suggest to you Martin they cause an awful lot more pain than they actually well, they kill do, these yeah. days you know, I mean we don't thankfully have in Cork yes although we had a shooting last weekend we don't thankfully have gang members shooting each other in the streets like we've had in Dublin for so long yeah. but what we do have 
is family members living in fear yeah, of someone coming to the door with a baseball bat that's and right, some yeah. young people have been beaten for 80 quid. That's like, right, that's, that's yeah. a reality on our streets here. It's and again, like, what would you do yeah. to change that? Well, again, I think it's 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 down to to that issue I was talking about having the community police. I mean, I know I live in a rural area in County Leitrim, and I know you know it used to be in the past when I was growing up, you knew your local guard, you grew up with them, they helped train the football team. In a lot of cases, in a lot of our communities now, people don't know the guards, they don't have the same relationship with them. If that was there, I think again, it will work very much to people being able to speak to someone in confidence about issues and problems they've got, uh, and being able to overcome that fear. Because an awful lot of people out there, families that have have young people that, you know, take take a wayward step for a while, you know, find that they get the knock on the door, look, your 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 young fellows owe us so much money and we have to get it, mm. and pressure going on, and all of that sort of thing, and the intimidation, the fear that's in there on that is, is really, really problematic, mm. and unfortunately other people also fear that they can't go to the guards with that. Yeah, and there, is, a, and there is an issue there. Yeah, there's a they, huge that thing. There's, that there's that kind of a, of, of a barrier that people feel that they can't actually approach the law enforcement agencies that they're supposed to approach. I've, I've talked to them, because before I did this job, I I was a news reporter around the the town and around the county, and I must have spoke to thousands of people, hundreds anyway of people, affected by crime. And this is years ago. Mm -hmm. I said, did you report it to the guards? Oh, God, no, that my windows would be put in, my car would be blown up. You know, people are living in fear for a very long time. This is not a new problem. I've gone around a long time. But it's not an, in, an insurmountable problem either. Isn't it's, it? a, it's a problem that can be dealt with. And, and I think, you know, and in fairness, I, I think, you know, the, the new model of police and, and the way the guards are changing things and the way in which there will be, hopefully, more dedicated guards to be out there on the streets mm. doing the community policing will make a big difference and will mm. help, I hope. I also feel that we need to have, you know, better deterrence in place for the people that are repeat offenders and we need to have uh, protection in place. That, for instance, you know, and I, I remember it's not that long ago since we had an incident here in the city with those, uh, uh, an old man and woman that were, you know, attacked and beaten up for to get money off them in their house. And, you know, I, I was thinking that time, you know, if they had proper cameras, if they had proper security systems in place, and I think we need to have some kind of assistance from the state to provide for people, particularly elderly people, that they can feel that they're protected yeah. in their own homes. Again, would, would you're, make a difference. Again, again, you're talking about money. One of our yeah. local councillors is listening to a chat this morning, John Maher, he says, like, how, where are the actual figures? You want a quoting, Sinn Féin wants a quoting complex. Sinn Féin wants to cut income tax from, from, from the lowest, from the people that are on the lower level. We want to see a, re- a reduction in income tax for some people, but for the people on the higher level that can afford to pay more, they need to pay more. But it's not all about income tax. As I said, it's about, it's about much better use of the resources that we have as well, mm. and we need to look to all of that also. What do you think of Drew Harris? Do you like the cut of his jib? You might have to <laughs> deal met, with him if yeah, you were... Look, I mean, I've met Drew Harris a number of times. It's a professional relationship. I, 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 he does a job. We hold him to account on the job he does as best we can. That's, mm. that's that's our role, you know. Um, his past, you know, everyone has a past. They have, we have to look beyond that and and look to the to the job he does at at, at right now. And, and in fairness, you know, we we find him good to work with and good to deal with. Yeah, Katie was talking about the the way on, on the phone about the way the local police react in Spain. And when I'm thinking about last night down McCurtain Street, mm-hmm. now if that happened in Main Street on and I'll just pick another top of my head, Santa Panza. Mm-hmm. That happened in Santa Panza. You'd have twenty Guardia Seville popping out of cars within 30 seconds. We need the numbers and we need yeah. the presence and we need the responses. Now, Mags, who is the wife of a guard, says, what are they supposed to do? Stand on McCourton Street in anticipation. Yeah, can't that, yeah. You can't do that, Mags. I, I never said you can do that. No, but we need a response time that is that is minutes, yeah. not 10 minutes. 
one minute, two minutes. Yeah. Well, yeah, there needs to be a better response. So I think technology is a part of this as well. You know, I, I know in many communities there's there's a, a community CCTV in operation and, and that can help as well the guard they can be monitoring that and can see what's going on and that's not to have Big Brother watching everybody 24-7 but certainly when an incident like that happens mm-hmm. that you know at least there can be some level of detection and also deterrent at least there's a video of that clip yeah. and you know hopefully the guard they can use that to find out who are the people you involved and, and, and be able to uh, you'd, you'd, you'd hope like we, uh, there's 102 probationers passed out yesterday right. I wasn't aware of this 102 of them passed out yesterday Cork is getting one yeah that's I mean, I mean that, that's bizarre. Like. It, it is bizarre, and really, what we need to do is is put more of 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 our Gardaí, and it's not just not just the ones that are uh, the new recruits that have to come out of Temple Moor, but experienced Gardaí that that have have a little bit of experience, know how to handle things. That they need to be put back on the beat, on the street, meeting people, getting to know what's going on, and understanding where they can make a difference. Uh, the big stuff, and you mentioned about the Keenahans and the work that needs to be done there. You know, we, we also need to to ensure that. Uh, there is adequate responses in there for to deal with the people that are making absolute fortunes yeah. on the misery of communities. Totally. There's a statement out from uh, Gar the Press. Uh, they're investigating a public order incident at McCartan Street. Gar, they received reports of a number of individuals fighting and attended the scene. Upon arrival, Gar, they directed those present to disperse. No arrests have been made at this time. Investigations are ongoing. That's kind of a standard statement for the press office just to acknowledge that it actually happened. But people are saying, well, you know, why weren't they there faster? Another another place we have a problem is, is on our public transport. Yeah. Martin, the, the well, amount of stuff that you get in people is yeah. the antisocial behaviour on public transport. It's a huge problem across our major cities. It's the same in Cork, it's the same in Dublin, it's the same everywhere. And that, that's one of the things that if, if I did get the job, I'd be Minister for Justice that I would do almost immediately. I would put in place a public transport police service probably on a pilot first of all and see how it works. We have it in most modern cities around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean with climate change and with the, the, the pressure there is on people for to use public transport more and get out of their cars more mm. and yet people are afraid to use it. Yeah. You know, we, 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 need, we need to address that. And I think the way to address that is for to put a division of the Gardaí which would deal with public transport that would be on our trains, that would be on our bus system, that would be there at the mm. bus stops, that would be a deterrent. Would, would you have, would you, I mean, if you had the resources, it would be great. Yeah. But would, would you have a guard omnipresent on the Cork Dublin train for example. Exactly. That's the kind of thing you want to have. Okay, oh, no, maybe not on every route on, right. on all of the time, but, but certainly that they will be there some of the time and that they will be there to deal with particularly busy periods and people need a comfort that they know that there's security in place for them and I think it's it's one of the areas that clearly raises mm-hmm. a red flag. As I say in most international cities we have that. Because all, all, all a train can do is pull in at the next stop and sure by the time you get to the next stop someone could have been stabbed. God only knows what would happen. You know, and, and, that's, and that's the problem we've got. We also have, have open drug taking going on on our, mm. on, our, on our trains and public transport. You know, the, there's issues. We've had that pictures that to us, yeah. Exactly. And I, I think, you know, um, saying that it's, it's up to the transport provider for to hire uh, their own security, I don't think cuts it. I, I, I think we have to, we have mm. to recognise that, you know, public transport is a public provision yeah. that we have you're to going have to be need, You're going to be needing an awful lot of guards and certainly... Well, our population is growing as well. If we're, only getting, yeah. one, if we're only getting one probationer, from from one in the city, eight I'm told across the county from a yeah. class of 102 mm-hmm. in our second city. Some, something's poor. wrong. It is poor. It is very poor. That's very poor. Just on something else that comes up from time to time, and again we see people jailed in the courts every day for yeah. committing the most awful crimes. But what comes up also, and there are some stark examples of the parole system. How early someone can apply for parole right, here? Yeah. You can be jailed for you can be jailed for for something very serious, and you can be applying for parole. After yeah. you have half your 
you're sentenced on. That's mad. It is. It's, 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 it's one of the issues that needs to be looked at and dealt with. And, and I think, you know, um, while having, having said that, you know, the parole board will take into account how the prisoner has behaved. Have they engaged in rehabilitative practices? Have they, have they done courses? Have, have they shown that they are prepared to go down a different track? You know, that, that's really what they're supposed to do. There a couple of weeks ago, I visited the probation board in Dublin, the, the, the centre of, the, of, the, of, of where that's happening. And, and they were saying, you know, that they do an awful lot of work with people who come out of prison. And they were saying that people who go to prison for more than five years have a better impact that they're not going to reoffend mm. than people that go in for maybe a year or less. They go in for a year or less and all they're doing while they're there is looking to when they can get out again. And then they're back in again, and then yeah. they're back in again. And short sentencing like that is 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 one of the real problems that they, that they find. I was able to get longer sentences. Actually, have a better outcome from the point of view of reoffense. And what happens to them inside? I was up at Cork Prison the other day for a magnificent initiative where they're actually training young people who work as chefs and cooks, yeah. training them from work. We need more of that too. We need more initiatives. Abs- like that. Absolutely, and I mean, you know. Uh, the victims of crime, and, 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 I, and I just want to address that, yeah. many, many people have been seriously hurt yeah. and seriously injured, have had serious psychiatric, psychiatric problems for most of their lives, for things that have happened to them by very, very nasty criminal elements that have attempted to rob them or beat them or do, do terrible things. So, and, and they have to be acknowledged in all of this. And yet, we have to make sure that we don't give up on anyone. In society, mm. we have to have we have to give people, you know, a chance for to have a better life. Because if people come out and they reoffend, it means there's somebody else going to yeah. get hurt and damaged in the same way again. Yeah. So we have to have systems in place yeah. that we can that we can reform people, that we can have a better society for everyone. Coming back to McCartney Street, and yeah. here again is something that we've talked about before. My, my late my late father was a was a guard, Goodbye. and in his younger days, he served in McCurtain Street Guard Station, which no longer exists. On, yeah. We closed it right there at the edge of the city centre in the Victorian Quarter or whatever yes. they'll be calling it now. A busy area, a beautiful mm. tourist area, a big commercial area. We closed that Garda station. Right, yeah. We have to stop closing Garda stations. Oh, absolutely, and, and you know, and while here in the city, you have an example of one across rural Ireland. I mean, you have vast areas where you could travel a hundred miles to get to Garda station. You know, you're, mm. you're are, are one open. There might be a green box on the door half the time, and <laughs> yeah. that's that's the kind of a problem that we've got. We need to make the police service part of a service for the community, and that means it has to be in the community. Yeah. And we need to ensure that. More and there ever, like I, I live in Douglas, and there's a there's a Garda station there. And honest to God, the FBI would have been proud of it when it opened. The, the, the John Bull Donoghue when he was Minister for Justice, he opened it. Mm-hmm. Fabulous Garda station. Yep. Try and get in there. I know. Do you know what I mean? I and we need to do, and I, I hope that when you go over and, and talk to our, our, our Chief Super in, in, in a little while, yeah. you'll bring to him the stuff that our listeners are phoning in. Uh, certainly. Cut that's, uh, like, that, that's why I'm Fear. here. Fear. Actually, yep. I mean, there's a beautiful area to go to eat. They've done work so hard mm-hmm. in McCurtain Street. The business is down there. Yeah. They've worked so hard to make it a fabulous and place. And they deserve better. And they deserve better. And this crack going on at half nine on a Thursday night in broad daylight. And because we haven't got enough of them, yeah. the guards can't get there fast enough. We have a huge, huge problem. And it's, t- I guess, if there was an election in the morning, people might turn to Martin Kenny and, or, and colleagues and say, we need you to fix this. You know, of course. Look, and, and, and I'm not saying there's a magic wand that you can fix anything immediately, but you can take effort, and there has to be effort put in, and you can take mm. measures now that can make a difference. And one of those yeah. first measures is to make sure that you have community guards on the street working with yeah. the local community. I mean, I wonder if you went to every business person in the, on that street, do they know the local three or four guards that's in their area? They, they, prob- they probably don't. There was a time. 
and if you could time shift it back, there was a time when those guards would come for breakfast into the restaurant yeah. because they were only over the road. Yeah. They're gone. We need to start reopening. Well, like, would so. you would you reopen? Yeah, I place, think we revisit yeah, Garda well, stations. I think, we have to re- I think we have to revisit that. And I know there is, uh, um, you know, we're in a modern age and we have modern technology that can do an awful lot of things that you don't need people on the street anymore or as much as you mm-hmm. used to. You have all of that. But I still think it's hard to beat the face to face. And you know, during COVID, we were all using technology. Pardon? But didn't we? Didn't we miss meeting people? Didn't my dad used to say. Yeah. My dad used to say, "God rest him." You know, boots on the ground yeah. never matched a camera on a pole. Yeah, a camera on a pole never matched boots on the ground. We need boots on we the ground. Both. Lots, but we need both. You do, need but both. you need lots more boots on the ground. And look, go over and talk to Tom Wires, see what he says to you. And Thank thanks you for coming into us this morning, Martin. Thank you very much, Peter. Martin Kelly, uh, Sinn Fein's justice spokesman on the opinion line. Courts ninety six FM. Hey, folks! I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 